the mile rate thanks to Australasia's best harness action at thetrots.com.au where you can watch every race live and free on Trots Vision. Hello everyone, good morning. I'm uh, Dan Malecki and welcome to the uh, Mile Rate. We're going to have a look back at the uh, 10 race program at uh, Milton uh, tomorrow night and as always uh, to do that uh, with me is Rob Orber. Good morning Rob. A very good morning, Danny. Uh, I'm having my cup of coffee. and We're previewing uh, last night's meeting, not tomorrow night's, Dan. So you've obviously had a slow start in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> we're reviewing tomorrow night. I wanted to get the uh, uh, a look into uh, Ararat today, perhaps, and uh, wherever we can find a winner looking forward. But yes, absolutely. We're going to look back on last night's program at Melton. How was the night? Uh, no, pretty good. It was um, look, it was some good racing, uh, pretty even type racing. We saw some uh, solid performances uh, last night. It was good to see um, you know Emmett Brosnan who continues on his uh, wonderful journey with the way he's handling his horses. Yankee Gold was very good, but we had two Group Three races last night and. Treachery just uh, stood up to be uh, very special in winning and ultimate stride uh, looks to be a really special trotter for Chris Lang. So I thought we saw two outstanding performers and then Triple Eight heading up to Queensland, most likely with Greg, Greg Sugars and Jess Tubbs. He really put up a fantastic performance and then there was a very special one later on in the night, Amore Vita. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Amore Vita, as you well know, Rob, and uh, I'm looking forward to going through the program. What we might do is kick off with the replay of race number five. So it was the first leg of the quad in. It was the race you referred to uh, with uh, Emmett Brosnan and uh, the horse that's owned by the Ballarat and District Trotting Club, Standard Red Group. What a, a thrill that they're having with this fellow Yankee Gold taking out race five. Third quarter in 28.4, coming to the top of the straight off the Ferris Road side. Yankee Gold straightened up two metres in front to uh, Would You Might out three wide. Look out for Vincenzina, the mare. Here's Rick Riley to the inside. Lavender Chevy runs on. Yankee Gold in front from Rick Riley, then Vincenzina. Yankee Gold doing enough. Rick Riley coming late, but Yankee Gold's pinched it from the front. A metre and a half beat Rick Riley. Four metres, Vincenzina wasn't bad. He's got a really good track record, thanks Rob, uh, especially over the mile leading. So, you know, he's, that sort of seemed to be in his jam uh, all through his, right through his career, really. That was uh, Emmett Brosnan, who's co-trainer with uh, Father Richard with Yankee Gold. They also had the horse that ran third, Vincenzina, who you've been uh, mentioning uh, for a little while now, getting to a better barrier draw, and clearly she's ready to win one soon. But well done with, uh, with Yankee Gold. He, uh, he stamped his authority with an all-the-way win. Uh, very good win by Yankee Goal. I must admit, I, I got a little bit excited before the home turn because, uh, as you know, I've been following Vincenzina and she was uh, very good odds again last night. She had a terrific race in the third placing, but the tempo was really controlled by Yankee Goal. He was able to find the lead from Rick Riley. Seven seconds lead time, 29-4, 31-3, 28-4, and then 27-home. They ran 55-4 last half, so he really gave nothing else uh, in back in the field a chance of running him down. But he's been a very good horse, and he's a very good horse in front, uh, Yankee goal. Rick Riley, very good to run again uh, into second placing. He's been racing well. Vincenzina, look, she's a, you're going well. I mean, she'll win a race very soon. Just needs the right race, uh, but we probably won't get the $34 anymore. And then we've got Franco Jolto, who followed through from the second row and loving the Chevy uh, into fifth place. And the other fancied runner in the race was uh, Gillaby Nitro. But look, those horses back in the field, they all went well, but they just couldn't get into the race. It was just controlled up on the lead. And uh, Yankee Gold proved to be too good, one by one and a half metres uh, from... Uh, Rick Riley, and then Vincent Cena was four metres away in third spot. 
Rob, race six was the Group 3 Allied Express. Richmond last treachery was outstanding first up. She'd clearly showed that she'd improved, uh, I'd say, a conservative uh, two to three lengths. Uh, but she had the challenge from the outside of the front line draw, and it turned out to be a ripper finish with Doug's Babe in race six. The Pantheus won one. Then came over Matteo from It's a Major Surprise. She's a hovercraft around a sport medal, and then five metres billet on a girl. Moments like these kicks, 28.4 third quarter. Treacher of the outside. It's a Dead heat. There's nothing between them at the moment. 200 to go. Here's Doug's Bay to the inside. The name of Matteo. Treachery's now grabbed moments like these, but Doug's Bay the challenger. Doug's Bay has had the lovely sit off them. Got through on the inside. Treachery's still in front. Doug's Bay comes through. Doug's Bay and Treachery. It's close. Treachery. Oh, it's. Yeah, not sure. Yeah, that's right. Um, she probably has, you know, she's raced some of the better mares, but I tell you what, this time in, um, you know, I think she's taken the next step and, you know, I really don't think she's that far off some of the better mares. Yeah, so you, you feel like that gap might be closing? Yeah, I do, you know, obviously she might have to be driven a little bit conservative against some of them, but, um, you know, I, I do think that she, she's right up there with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt. I I tend to agree with uh, with Mark. Her first up win was terrific, and last uh, night she was there. It seemed uh, Rob for the taking. Doug's babe got the run through, and she looked like she had her chance. And if anything, Treachery lifted again in the last few strides. Yeah, look, it was a great win by Treachery. Uh, uh, look, she uh, she had to do all the work uh, outside moments like these. Greg Sugar's indicated early in the night that uh, he would be holding the front with moments like these, and. You know, having spoken to Greg later on in the night, he, uh, you know, thought it was the right race to do it. And unfortunately, you know, for for, for them, they, they weren't strong enough to hold off treachery. And she's really come back in great form. Uh, we heard from Mark Pitt. I posed the question to him, you know, did, does he feel like that she's been able to close some gap on ladies in red and, and uh, tough Tilly? And, you know, his answer was yes. So it'll be interesting to see over the course of the next few months how it works. But what was interesting out of this race again last night, I mean, we've been highlighting now for quite a long time the the, the crop and the depth of these three-year-old, you know, two-year-old fillies, three-year-old fillies now into four-year-old mares. And last night... Uh, these horses came into uh, uh, an open-age mares race. They took on, obviously, not uh, the best of the open-age mares, but certainly some, some really nice horses, including the Pantheus. And those three-year-old fillies that have transitioned to four-year-old campaign run first, second, third and fourth last night. So it's uh, it's quite scary. It, it's it's really exciting, to be honest. I, I think the, uh, the mares race is... Uh, over the next few years could be really special and you know I'll keep highlighting this and I'll keep <laughs> singing the praises that you know Harness Racing Victoria really have got a job on their hands in the next few years to ensure that they're, they're catering for these mares they're, they've got to be staying in our system we don't want to see them going off uh, anywhere because uh, the depth is just second to none and Treachery last night put her hand up to be one of those better horses Doug's Babe had a chance was perfectly driven by Chris Alford dropped to the pegs got the inside run up the sprint lane just wanted to hang out a little bit in the home straight run out and uh, as a result probably cost it victory at the finish uh, moments like these led was brave in defeat very good run even Matteo she's another very talented uh, filly and mare now you know she's been competing against these horses she's never too far away and she's capable of beating them she just needs the right run and uh, it's a major surprise it was an improved run last night we've been waiting for her to show us something the Panthers had a good trip just uh, condition gave way at the finish they went a mile rate of 154.6 6.8 lead time 27.7 32.3 that second quarter they backed off for the breather they did go hard early 28.4 and home in 27.1 55.5 last half but all honest to treachery she's uh, a very special uh, man.
Yeah, no doubt about that. That was race six. The seventh event uh, was the Pride's Easy Feed Pace, and this race we saw the Group 1 performer in Triple Eight, and the way he dominated the race, he looked like the Group 1 performer. Jess Tubbs trained and Greg Sugar's driven. Inside then was Kaki Nui, three back the pegs on, the outlaw from Bulletproof Boy at the 300, the third quarter was in 28.4, Triple Eight loomed up the outside and shot two or three metres in front from Reactor now and then came Cherokee Joe followed by Shorty's made it in a clear but Triple Eight raced away, 150 to go four metres in front down on the inside coming home Kaki Nui then Bulletproof Boy from Shorty's mate but Triple Eight is going to the line against the bridle brilliant win first up, Triple Eight absolutely cruised in, four metres Shorty's made in the centre run he worked very well, have. Um, we've been very pleased with what he's done, the way he's worked up uh, this time uh, uh, since a short break after the uh, Miracle Mile um, campaign. Um, so, yeah, he, he seems to be in really, really good order and uh, he's certainly no worse, put it that way. No. And that was uh, Greg Sugar's uh, winning driver there, Luke Humphreys, calling all the action last night. And, well, he'll uh, go on to tackle uh, the Group 1 races, you would imagine. That was uh, that was somewhere between uh, a trial and a race, I think, for Triple Eight. He can only improve on it, Rob. Yeah, look, Dan, again, he's a horse that we've seen uh, at the trials uh, in, in recent weeks, and he's really impressed at the trials. He's sort of... You know, stamped himself like, hey, I'm, I'm here to be counted this campaign. And uh, he was terrific last night. He just did it with absolute ease, uh, well prepared by Jess Tubbs. And, and Greg handled the horse beautifully in the run. And he won impressively. Uh, one of his part owners, Father Glashoon, that we uh, know, uh, we had a little cheerio for him. He wasn't feeling too well. So hopefully he's up this morning having a cup of coffee and, and listening to the program. And uh, we wish him well. And hopefully he recovers very soon. Uh, second in the race was Shorty's mate, who was driven uh, as per normal, just uh, with a sit. He was able to thread away uh, a passage through the field and, and ran on into second placing. Kaki Kunui continues to race consistently well. Bulletproof Boy into fourth and fifth home Malcolm's Rhythm, who I thought was quite disappointing. He actually had the back of Triple Eight. And uh, when Triple Eight let down, he just couldn't respond. Malcolm's rhythm, and uh, look, he ran 50. He went okay, but uh, certainly not 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 at his best at the moment. The mile rate was 156.8. Last mile 158.0. Last half 55.6. They went a 44.6 lead time. 30.5318 home in 28.4 and 27.2 last quarter, and he just did it easy. And Greg indicated they are looking at taking this horse to Queensland. Race eight was the uh, Group Three. I didn't do it. Trotters uh, free for all, and it was Ultimate Stride, a horse that's really hit his straps now with another win. Trained and driven by Chris Lang. Coverage coming three wide. Travel bug awaits. The run goes well. Then came nephew of Sunoco running on. Aleppo Murphy can't go on. McLovin in front just drifts out though under pressure. Getting an inside run. Travel bug is on the outside. Ultimate stride though. Ultimate stride joined by Travel bug. Ultimate stride. Travel bug coming through. It's ultimate stride just doing enough. Favourites in front and ultimate stride gets home. And Nick Travel bug at third place four metres away. McLovin ahead in front of. <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't that excited though, Rob. When it, when he stepped, his first steps at the stable were actually very, very lame. Uh, so he ended up being locked up in a stable for about four or five months while we rehabilitated his feet, basically from an adjustment farm over there that cut him a bit short. So, but anyway, it's taken a while, but here we are. That was uh, trainer driver Chris Lang, and that patience uh, now is proving uh, worthy because a pretty good horse had a long time off the scene or about a year off the scene, and that was only third up from a break, Rob. 
Yeah, look, he's uh, there's special qualities in this horse. There's no question about it. I mean, his record uh, speaks for itself. And we heard from Chris uh, when the horse uh, made a trip from New Zealand to Australia uh, for uh, for this campaign, uh, which was over well over 12 months ago. Now he uh, he had his uh, feet uh, trimmed up uh, in the uh, at the adjustment farm, and for whatever reason, they obviously trimmed them up far too short. And by the time uh, he had to get on the plane and, and come across, he uh, he turned up pretty sore and. As Chris alluded, he he is a stallion, so it's, it took him a, a lot of uh, a lot of hard work for him to to get this horse back to the track. And as we know, he's uh, one of the best uh, in the game, Chris, in particular with uh, with Trotters and uh, his horse care that this horse has been second to none. And for him to come back, and I thought his win last night was really special, Dan. He took on horses of the caliber of McGlovin and, and Elderbaran Crescent, Sundon's Courage, horses that have been competing. At a very high level in our trotting, uh, you know, free for alls and, 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 and major races, and he was able to come off uh, what I thought was a, a reasonably slow sp- speed, and he was able to round him up, and, and he just went to the line, and he was never going to stop. He's a great stayer. Uh, he'll make a great stay in one day. Don't worry about that. Um, one fifty nine four mile rate, last mile one fifty nine seven. They went a forty six five lead time. It was slow going early. McLovin was able to find the front from Travel Bug. There was two false starts prior to the uh, start of the, the third take. Thirty point eight twenty nine eight the second quarter. 29.2 and 29.8 home and uh, I've seen this horse uh, now a few times uh, he's very special and I think he's going to be one of the big players in particular with the announcement throughout the week with the increase of the Inter-Dominion prize money for the Trotters later on this year uh, I'm sure this horse will be uh, playing a big big part in it. Uh, he won last night, defeated Travel Bug who was very brave into second placing uh, sat behind the leader, third in the race was McGlovin who led, had his chance uh, Robbie Royale caught the eye hit the line really strongly. It was a nice run by Robbie Royale last night and virtually came out of the same form as Ultimate Stride that defeating Mafaso Metro, uh, Travel Bug and Robbie Royale. So they've all run really well from that previous run. Uh, fifth home was Sundon's Courage. Uh, look, there's a horse in this race that I, I think is going to be winning sometime soon. He's going a lot better than what his figure form says, and it's Brandlow Prince. So if you're black booking one for uh, one of uh, bigger odds over the over the coming weeks, uh, he'll get the right race and the right run one day, and he'll be winning at big odds. Rob, the race I was looking forward to most on the whole program was race nine, the Nutri and three-year-old pace. Um, I think she's an outstanding filly, Amore Vita, and she returned as expected by punters. They sent her out a dollar forty-five favourite. The 400 in 28.7 third quarter. So the cult leads the filly. Celeste Amatuga on the inside and neck. The green, the outside. Amore Vita looms up, gets closer and closer, and takes it up. 200 to go. Amore Vita shot clear from Celeste Amatuga. Then came pass guarantee from Patsy Valentine. But she's a star, Amore Vita. Great win first up. Amore Vita eased down to the run of the line. One comfortably eight metres pass guarantee. Um, you know, she can get that high speed and she just keeps going. Like, um, she strode up the back and had to go pretty strong, but um, she still had plenty left up the straight and just knocked off when she went to the front. She's pretty exciting, Rob. We were talking about, you know, those uh, fillies like Treachery that have turned into mares. Well, Amore Vita's uh, a three-year-old and uh, she's got some special qualities about her. She's trained by Nathan Purden and, and that voice you just heard was Chris Elford, winning driver. Oh, Dan, I, I couldn't help myself asking him this question, uh, and the first question I did ask him, and when I watched her let down again last night and the way she did it, 
she reminded me of, of Taylor Made Lombo so much. Uh, and I, I said to Chris, uh, you know, am I out of uh, <laughs> out of my league in saying that? And he said, not really. Um, you know, look, she, she's she's super special. And I know you've been saying it for a while, Dan. And, you know, you just watch this, this girl continue the, to mature and to continue taking another step forward. And the way she won last night, and yes, look, they went really hard early, 43-9 lead time, 30.7, 29-8. They came home in 28-7, 28-6, but the way she let down, I mean, she's such a magnificent mover and acceleration and the speed she's got and the physique, you know, the physical attributes go with it. Yeah, look, she's, uh, she's special. She's another one that's heading up to Queensland. She defeated Pars Guarantee, who I thought was terrific last night. A, a very good performance by Pars Guarantee. Celeste Matuka, first up, uh, good effort, nothing wrong with his run. Uh, I thought Patsy Valentine was solid as well and power up. Look, I think all of those horses chased home a superstar last night. So it might look like they were beaten fair and square, but I think in, in the right company they can all be winning next start. But Amore Vita, special, very special. Okay, there the uh, races we've looked at via the uh, replay. So we'll go back to the top of the night. And a horse that I thought had been knocking on the door, Rob, was he's under wraps, and he got the job done at, at decent odds, double-figure odds, trained by Andy Gath and driven by Jordan Leadham. Yeah, they always win the week after, Dan. I think we were tipping him the week before he's under wraps. Yep. I tell you what, he, he, he was, uh, it was an improved run, wasn't it? Like, uh, I mean, I know he's he'd been going well. Uh, last night he was terrific. He, he found the lead and, and then he handed up. I think he might concentrate a little bit better when he's on the back of a horse, as he as he showed last night. And he, he, he did a really good job to, to get home and win. My rate of 155, 46-3 lead time, uh, 29-9, 28-4, 27-2, and 28-2 home. Uh, he defeated... Defeated uh, Celestial Gossip, who was able to work to the front. Good effort again. I'm no pumpkin third. Ran on well from back in the field. Belmont Royale ran on fourth. Had its chance. Uh, Tuppence uh, was in the breeze and had to do his fair share of work. Probably the one I'd be sort of penciling in to follow here is definitely Sheffield Sparky. I thought, again, his run was really good. He's had two runs back from a spell. So if you're black booking one, he's the one I'd be black booking Sheffield Sparky. Race number two. And... Uh this race took a bit of a turn at the start when the favourite Blitzen, uh, well, he galloped his way out of contention and pretty much left it a, uh, almost a one-horse race because Lark Captain was able to dominate from that point. Yeah, very good win. He was able to find the front. He's got terrific acceleration, and he's a horse that's really taken a few big steps forwards this campaign for Jess Tubbs and Greg Sugars. Uh, 6.8 lead time. Control the race. It was 30.7, 30.9 over the 1,700. He sizzled home 28.4, 26.2 last quarter. Mile rate of 155.2. Uh, he's going well. He defeated Major Majors, another horse that's going nicely uh, into second spot. Third home was all shook up. Uh, fourth was four Ruby Wingate, and fifth was number nine Aussie Playboy. Look, all of those horses ran well last night. If they get the right draws in in, in similar races, they've all got good chances. But uh, Lark Captain is a horse that's really caught, uh, I suppose, Greg a little bit by surprise. And Jess, they sort of had a a good opinion of him. He sort of flattened out, but this campaign he's been outstanding. And uh, yeah, who knows where he'll go? But he's he's going well. He'll go into this final of the uh, Metropolitan Pace next week. He's won five of his last six starts, so uh, he's really come of age. Race number three was the second heat of the yellow bar, Vic Red Platinum Metropolitan Pace, and it was Drain the Swamp. The, the favourites fought it out. It was leader, leaders back, but Drain the Swamp was the favourite, Rob, with Michael Stanley leading throughout. 
Yeah, good win by Drain the Swamp. Uh, look, he came back from uh, Menangal having competed in the uh, Group 1 uh, race there of the APG final, and he was just uh, uh, finishing second behind Beyond Delight. He's a big, strong horse. He's, uh, I think he's in a pretty big hobble. Uh, we sort of asked uh, Mick Stanley's in a 60-inch or so, and, and look, he uh, was able to lead pretty comfortably. He's a horse that can run really good times. He was able to control his own tempo. He went a mile rate of 153 last night. Seven seconds lead time, 28.6, uh, 29, 27.7 and 28.4 home. Uh, he defeated So Extra, who continues to race well, just finding it hard to break through, but he, he's never far away. Uh, Kiss Me Elvis was a terrific run. Came from back in the field. He's one that you certainly want to be black booking. He's going to be winning very soon. Maserati, honest as ever, finishing fourth, and Lock and Var, uh, sorry, Foolish Pleasure also ran on quite well from back in the field. But uh, look, uh, the performance of Drain the Swamp indicates look, he's a horse that's got a terrific record. He's going to win plenty more races. He'll be hard to beat in the final next week. It'll be a good clash between Drain the Swamp and Lark Captain, again, based on uh, where they draw, will certainly play uh, a big part. But look, from, from those two heats, uh, probably the horse that you'd be quite happy to have something each way in the final would be Kiss Me Elvis if it sort of half draws or right next week. Uh, he's capable of causing a bit of an upset. So uh, Kiss Me Elvis will be the horse that will follow. And uh, Rob Race 4, it was the hip pocket work we're claiming pace, the high-end claiming races. There, there have been a feature. I've really enjoyed these races. The depth, the quality's there. The higher prices there, so most of them are pretty safe. But Sir Liddick has made uh, these claiming races his own. Uh, he's won nine races in the last 12 or so months, and uh, he's just got that terrific turn of foot. Uh, to put himself into the race, and uh, he was uh, he was too good for a pretty good bunch. Yeah, look, the Aiken Camp, they've had some uh, great success, haven't they, uh, over the years in these claiming races. You only have to go back to a horse like Smudge Bromack, who uh, just turned out to be uh, a, a great money spinner. And, and that's where Siletic sits right at the moment. Uh, he, he's a horse now, I think he's getting on uh, well and truly in age. However, uh, you know, these races continue to uh, keep him in the system. He had a $95,000 place tag on him. He was uh, back in the field in the running line and always travelled well. There was some early... Oh, look, the speed was not not overly uh, hot. Aussie Battler led in the race, 46-7 lead time, 30.3 and 30 the first two quarters. He started to get keen down the back, Aussie Battler. He let him rip 27-9, home in 27-6, and we saw Sir Ledic peel out three wide. He let down with a terrific sprint, and he finished home too strong for him. Sicario was a very good run. Second up, uh, eye-catching performance. That's the one that you can certainly follow in these type of races moving forward. Uh, third home was always fast, who's never too far away. Then Bernie Winkle just got a bit too far back but hit the line nicely. And uh, fifth home was uh, Aussie Battler after leading. And uh, really, uh, the, the horse probably that you want to keep following out of these races is Sicario. He's probably the one that's still got more improvement. And his run last night was terrific. So that's the one I'd be black booking out of the claiming race last night. Race uh, number four. We've had a look at races five, six, seven, eight, and nine. So across to the last event on the program, and this was for the uh, Trotters. I think Lady in the Skies had a, an indifferent prep, started off quite well, and then uh, a couple of uh, average, I guess, performances. Um, but uh, she, from the outside gate last night, um, got the prize at, uh, at pretty good odds too, Rob. 
Yeah, well, I made it my best each way for tonight. I tipped her early in the night at uh, on Trot's Vision and before the race. I uh, clearly said she was my best each way for tonight, and she didn't let me down. Uh, she'd been going quite well. She she won first up, and then she went to Hamilton in that Tontine series, and you know she, it was a false start. She stepped away okay, and then it didn't really handle it too well the second time round. And really, her last couple of starts, she's had absolutely no luck, and uh, she, especially last start, she got held up badly. And I thought she had most of these horses covered. Aldebaran test was the one that you had a little bit of a query on obviously from a natural ability she's uh, got loads of it but you know she's come back I don't think she's done anything startling since coming back she's made a few mistakes and last night she had a chance to step up but she was too short Elder Baron Tess and looked like she was going to be right in the finish coming to the home turn when she let down but then she broke up and you know until they're trotting uh, throughout um, you, you know they're a risk and that's where Elder Baron Tess sat last night and Lady in the Sky perfectly handled by Anthony but Sonia Smith as we know she does a fantastic job they put so much uh, attentive care and detail to their horses and they had this horse spot on last night and uh, she she did a great job to come down the outside to win a 158-1 mile rate 7.4 lead time 29-6 29-3 uh, the first two quarters 29-8 and 29-9 it was a solid run race so elegant jet was able to find the lead classy spirit sat on its back and classy spirit uh, finished off well to run second third home uh, in the race was Sultan sass and uh, then we had hominin and, and then obviously a few others just uh, close in behind him and elder baron tess was a horse that made uh, that terrible mistake coming to the home turn which uh, cost her to be right in the finish but uh, all honesty lady in the sky a much deserved win and uh, the Anthony but uh, uh, success continues uh, that was Melton last night Rob the 10 event card Ararat today I'll be there the uh, this afternoon the first event kicks off just after 12 got some pony trots there you'll be at Warrigal uh, tomorrow so a terrific uh, week ahead of harness racing and to all of our listeners this morning we wish them a happy harness day on Sunday